Welcome to the first episode of Felony of Success. My name is Dale Kelly. I'm your host. Um, hopefully I'll get a co-host once I get this thing off the ground because um, I think this podcast will be a success. Um, I think there's a huge calling for this. There's a there's an open platform for this stuff that I'm trying to do. Um, what I'm trying to do is create a platform for felons. I am trying to help people one clear their name, help people get jobs, help people get encouragement and help people deal with the stigmas and the stress, the financial stress and the mental stress of being a felon, because it is a hard thing today in America. Um, a lot of people like to tell you, you did the time, you did the crime, you do the time and all them old corny cliches that don't fit in today's world just because there are so many felons and so many criminals in this world and i don't want to say criminals people that committed committed crimes in this world and what i plan to do here is to get guest speakers people that can tell you about their story tell you where they came from how they got there and how they succeeded past these negative stigmas that that probably rightfully they deserve to get at the moment but one thing with time people change and but with the felony it's hard to change it's very hard because your opportunities are limited your resources are limited and i think the system is designed that way just to keep perpetuating the criminal justice system don't get me wrong when i'm about this i'm not when i'm creating this podcast i'm not trying to glorify i'm not trying to vindicate anybody's criminal history let alone mine what i'm trying to do is help people deal with the stress because it is very stressful financially mentally physically it not only affects the felon but it affects their loved one their mothers their fathers their wives their girlfriends their kids their brothers their friends it affects everybody. It's, it's, it's like a ripple. Once you drop a, a rock in a lake, ocean, whatever, you see the ripples go out. And it affects the whole ocean. So what I'm trying to do is just create a platform that gives them a place that they can come and just hear people talk positive. Just give positive reinforcements. reinforcements. Like you don't have to quit. You don't have to give up. Um, I've, I've been blessed that, um, I've had, um, a great support system behind me. I have a great mother. I have a great father. I have a, a great brother. I have a great girlfriend. I have some great friends that when I went through my thing, they, they poked fun at me for one. It's just the nature of my family in France. They poked fun at me because it was stupid and, and it was uncalled for and I should have known better. And I'll get into that later on in, in another podcast or probably in this intro uh, when it gets to the point where I like tell you about myself and my situation. But again, a support system is very, very necessary dealing with anything in life, whether it's going from high school to college, whether it's getting out of jail, trying to reestablish your life, whether it's giving birth to a child, anything, a support system is always a great thing to have. Um, 
and dealing with felonies, you just you need that. You 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 really need that. And because the rest of the world is going to beat you down. They're going to judge you. Every every time you apply for a job, you have to wear your your letter on you like like the scarlet letter. You have to wear that on you and you have to unfortunately you have and fortunately, excuse me, fortunately in order for you to succeed, you got to wear that with pride. Like you can't be scared. You can't be nervous and you can't be intimidated. And again, I'm, and when I tell you my story, I'm going to tell you how I experienced all those things. And I hope that my story touches somebody. Maybe it doesn't. But if if it does, thank God. But again, having a felony it can bar you from a lot of things in life. In some states, you lose your right to vote while you're on probation. Some states, you lose your right to vote for the rest of your life. And I think all states, you never get to own a firearm again. Um, in some states, you don't get food share. You don't qualify for fast for loans. So it's hard for you to get educations, uh, education, edu- an education, um, in some states, you don't get medical benefits through the government, which, you know, that's a topic for a different podcast, how dumb that is or whatever. But with this intro, I just want to let you guys know what, what the plans are for this podcast. Um, again, I plan to have co-hosts of felons, felons only, maybe a few people that work in resource centers and that can help you with things and but mostly I just want felons and people with criminal backgrounds so they can explain their story, their path to success, how they how they turn lemons into lemonade or how they took lemons and sold them and made money off of them. So however you look at it, this podcast is a upbeat podcast, not to glorify, not to vindicate but just to uplift and create a positive atmosphere for whoever, man, woman, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever you want to be. This this is a podcast that I hope can give you some hope. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about me. My name is Dale Kelly. I attended the University of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I got a degree in educational policy. You ask me what educational policy is. I don't know. I just wanted a degree. So when my son got older and it came time for college, I we wouldn't have that discussion like that. You're successful and you don't have a college degree. By no means do I think a college degree is necessary in hindsight. I think it was a waste of $86,000 in hindsight because I do nothing in that field. I don't even like doing stuff like that with an educational policy because I don't know what type of jobs you get besides social worker and nonprofit program manager type jobs. And that's not what I do. I, I like working with my hands. I like working with my hands in my brain. That that's that's what I come to realize as I get older. But I think in two thousand nine, I think it was two thousand nine. I moved to I moved to Minnesota because I had a problem. I had a problem. I couldn't deal with my emotions very well. 
my emotions always got the best of me growing up in a family, in an abusive family where I, I witnessed abuse. I was subject to abuse, um, growing up in that family and not dealing with that. Cause as, as you know, as black people, we tend to say, swallow that, get over it, move on. Don't talk about it. Keep, keep on pushing. And so you push it back. And then when you get in those situations that you're not prepared for or nobody because you have issues that cause you to do dumb things. Me, myself, I was I was an abuser verbally, physically, mentally, pure abuser, 100 percent. And something I'm not proud of in hindsight, like I hated it and. 11 2019 no not excuse me 2009 is when the rubber met the road and i was convicted of three felonies one for domestic domestic abuse by strangulation uh one for violating a no contact order and another one for violating a no contact order things i regret and when i look back i was like you are so dumb for that but needless to say, it happened. It happened. I moved to Minnesota. That's where I got all my charges from. But let me let me go back. Let me go back. I moved to Minnesota with the expectations of starting a new life, getting away from all the stuff in the city of Milwaukee that pulled me down. And but it didn't work out that way. I moved to Minnesota and I got in more trouble than I ever got in Milwaukee. Because I didn't deal with the demons that were in me. I didn't deal with the. The hatred I had. Towards. People leaving me maybe. Or people not wanting to be with me. Or people dealing with my bullshit. And when they got tired of my bullshit. And I felt I was losing my grip. Or losing my control. That. They. That I was. I would act out. And I would act out and something I'm not proud of, but through therapy and through self-help books and other things like that, I'm, I'm able to help to cope with things like that. Am I perfect? No. Do I still slip back sometimes? I do not in an abusive way, but I slip back and, and sometimes I have to step back and, and reevaluate things, but that comes with growing and that comes with being a person, being a human being. So after my family, I lost my job. I lost my job at, at Wells Fargo. Um, great job, great job. Real stressful, but I lost it and I bounced back and forth. I, I really couldn't find a job. I was homeless. Thank God I had, um, I had met this, this girl, um, and, her family let me stay with them because nobody would rent to me anymore. And I couldn't afford to rent because I didn't have a job. Um, but thank God, this family in Minnesota, they let me stay with them. They let me stay with them rent free. Um, thank God I had like skills that I was able to barter, like my computer skills. I can do graphic designs. I can tear a computer apart and rebuild it. So I had all these tangible gifts that I picked up around the way that made me not just somebody just stand at somebody's house. It made me, 
I would say maybe a family member. But I dealt with that for, for years, for five years. And, and, and why I'm dealing with this living at this family house. And I also had a girlfriend, a girl I like that lived in Milwaukee still. And that eventually moved to Atlanta, got a great job where she's at and she's successful right now. Um, I'll get to that later on in the story. Um, and she's successful where she's at. But back to me, um, I can't, I got to stop saying um. I realize I'm saying um a lot, but <laughs> it's the first part. It's my first podcast. I, I'll, I'll get better at it. Um, if you guys will stick with me, maybe you guys can send me some couple emails, uh, write some comments on below things. I need to work on things that I can help to improve this podcast. And, and if you got any suggestions, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm, I'm an open vessel. Just pour it on in me, man. Let me hear it. Um, but I struggled. I struggled to find a job. So I did these things called promotions. I did promotions, did brand ambassador work where a company you represent a brand and you just hand out free stuff. The pay is awesome. The pay is awesome, but it is a hustle. It's a hustle. Um, and when I mean a hustle, it's a hustle in every meaning of the word hustle, where people will play you out your money, where if you don't move your feet, you don't eat, and where you got to make yourself be the best of the best. And I did that. I did that for five, five full years, bouncing all over the world, bouncing all over this country, doing brand ambassador job, make decent money, not enough to support me at first. But I made enough to where I can keep care of my child, keep keep my phone bill paid, keep get a new pair of shoes, take myself out to eat, send my girl some gifts every now and then. But when I got that job, I had no idea that it was going to be so hard for me to find other employment because I'm still going on. I'm Dale Kelly. I have a college degree. I am the best man. And so what? Well, my criminal be just being as naive as possible and and it, and it hit me really fast that nobody was fucking with me nobody was fucking with me nobody wanted anything to do with me except these brand ambassadors because they didn't do background checks but i'm a hustler i'm a hustler by nature i think being a hustler hustling is something you born with i used to sell i used to work at Foot Locker. And I used to, we used to have to sell insoles was part of the quota of work. You had to sell one insole per, I want to say thousand dollars you sold. And I was a top seller. And I used to be in, they put me in the roughest neighborhood. So I used to, my, what motivated me throughout my life was my saying is I can sell insoles to D-boys. I can sell insoles to drug dealers. If I can convince a drug dealer to put an insole in his shoe, I can do anything. And, and, and that's the mindset I had when I first struggled, when I first got into this thing, when this, when this felony first hit me. But the stress, it was really stressful. I broke out in hives. I, I mean, I would break out in itching fits because of just the stress. When I get hot, I would just, because I was so used to having a 401k, 
insurance, uh, benefits, vacation time. Like I was so used to that stuff and to have to face the world as a felon, not only as a felon, as a, as a woman beater felon. Like, I mean, I, I think right after like touching kids and I mean, I think that's the worst of the worst in, in, in raping women. And I think those are like, I'm just going to say, I think those are unforgivable crimes. I think I just do, but I think hitting the woman is the scum of the earth. Like, like that is, that is so low. That is, that is, that is the worst. Mentally abusing your queen is the worst. And I regret it every day. And it's in it. I regret it every day. And I thank God that I'm a better person now that I've, that I've, that I've ripped, I've righted my wrongs, so to speak. I righted my wrongs, so to speak. But the struggle was real. The, 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 the struggle was real. But I told myself when I realized that this was the best opportunity I could get because not knocking anybody's work. I'm not a, I'm not a warehouse guy. My hands are soft. I'm not a warehouse guy at that point of time in my life. I'm telling you, I'm not a warehouse guy. I'm not going to sit in anybody's factory and make eight bucks an hour because I know for one, I'm smarter than that. For two, I'm smarter than that. And for three, I work hard. So I embraced the promo industry. I embraced it and I took it and I ran with it. And I and over the five years, I have worked my way up from giving away free Skittles at Walmart on Easter Sunday to where they trust me to deliver and set up and run multi-million dollar promotional activations for major Fortune 500 companies. Because, again, hard work beats talent every day. Hard work beats talent every day. But I dealt with a lot of insecurities throughout that time. And I'm still dealing with a lot of insecurities. I fill out applications now and, and when somebody turns me on, I get discouraged. I get discouraged and it would beat me up. And it, it affected my life. It affected my love life. It affected all my relationships. Because I felt pity on myself. I felt so bad. And it took. And it took some. Drastic self thinking. And self improvement. And reading. And engulfing myself. In nothing but positive spirituality. To get me past that. To realize. You are not what you do. Or what you did. You, That is beneath you. And, and that is old stuff that doesn't work anymore so i say all this to say gotta keep your head up you gotta invest in yourself and i hope that that speech wasn't a a, a, a really weird tantrum that i went on that that made absolutely no sense and that was all it probably was all over the place but again this is my first one again this is my first podcast and I plan to be 
to excel at this, to, to figure this thing out, to figure out where I want to go with this, to figure out how I want to do it. And again, with your input, I, and I hope I get you guys input that, that we can make this a successful platform and that we can grow and we can help hundreds and thousands of people. But if we only help one person, we did the damn thing. We did the damn thing. But I want to I want to wrap this up. My first one. I want to wrap this up by saying. Investing in yourself is so important. Taking inventory of your life is so important. Until you unpack the clutter in your life, you're not going nowhere. Until you sit down and say, yes, I am a felon. Yes, I have a criminal background. Yes, it's going to be harder for me to get jobs. Yes, it's going to be harder for me to move around in this country. It's going to be harder for me to do stuff. Once you embrace that, that's the first step. The first step is accepting, is accepting the fact that you are what you are. You are on paper a felon. You are on paper a person with gross misdemeanors. You are that. For, to people, to other people. But in your head, you have to realize. I am that, but I'm also not that I am better than that. I can overstand anything they throw at me. There are there are so many tools that I found out. Th again, because I have a great support system. Again, you have to get you a support system. A great mother, a great father, a friend, a girlfriend, a Facebook friend, somebody you meet on IG or, or somebody you meet on one of these forums or something. Why are you trying to figure out, does this company hire felons or not? And and just a sidebar. And when people send out those lists of job companies that hire felons and it's like places like Chick-fil-A, Target, um, Burger Kings, and you look at them lists like, man, I'm I'm. A 30-year-old man, what am I going to do at Chick-fil-A? Don't pay no attention to those lists. Because there are jobs you can do. There are, there are careers you can have making three times that amount of money. And that's what I'm going to show you guys, talk to you guys about, and make sure you guys understand it. So I hope that if you guys have any advice for me, any questions, any concerns, anything, um, send them over. My email is Mr. D as in dog, Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, one at gmail.com. Thank you guys and welcome to the Felonies of Success and I hope to hear from you and Look out for episode two.